1: Welcome to episode 245 of Teach Better Talk. My name is Ray Hewart. And as always, I'm with that other guy, Jeffrey Gargas. Jeff, <laughs> what's up, dude? How's life? How is life? Life is good. Life is, is it good? good? I haven't seen I you in life. ages.
0: It has been a long time. Um, like, literally. We're, we're just- which, so, like, normally when we say that, we usually make a joke about, like, oh, we, we never see each other because we don't live by each other. But this has been even more, like, even, like, virtu- like virtually, I haven't seen much of you. Um,
1: Wait, do people know because. that? Do people know that about us, Jeff? That, like, literally, also because of COVID, but I have not seen you for over a year. We, li- we-, we don't live anywhere close to each other. No, it hasn't been a year yet. Not, well, it's, like, March would be a year. So we still have four yeah. more weeks. It's definitely not
0: over a year. <laughs> Okay. Um Fine. It's been a while. You think you would think we would mm-hmm. see each other at some point, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, normally we would have because normally we do some. You know, we te- we would have done team get-togethers. The conference would have happened and stuff. So COVID kind of ruined all that. But um, but
1: usually, even in a normal year, we would only see each other a few times a year. It wouldn't be like it's not like we're yeah. like hanging out once a week. No, dude. it's like
0: four. It's like four maybe four times a year, maybe five or six, depending yeah. on. Different trips that you know, maybe Chad and I might have been on or something like that. I do have to say,
1: I do have to say, the summer that got canceled because of COVID, we were going to spend like two or three weeks together. That would have have been insane. You and I were
0: literally, you and I were literally going to be on the road
1: for like two, three weeks.
0: It was like, I think it was 10 days, 10 or 11 days, um, in like three or four states and stuff. Like, we were on the road together. Chad was in there for a little bit and then we got rid of him. And so, if you guys are.
1: If you guys are listening right now, Jeff and I only get together when events are going on and they book both of us. So if you are if you want a Jeff and Ray reunion, you pick the location, us get us there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah or you need to go, get to an event where we're both at. Um the last event we were at would have been IdeaCon,
1: which is about almost a year. It which was February of yeah, was last February. year.
0: Yeah. 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 Shout out to IdeaCon. Um
1: they're partnering with uh, TCEA this year. It's a, they're like doing a cute are partnership. Yeah, really? good. That's for them.
0: cool. Those are two big, awesome conferences doing work together. All yeah, right. that's good to them. So you said like, how's life? Life's good. What's going on? Like we're like you know about a month into the, we're month into the new year. Like, is it time for like a what's going on? What the heck is going on with Teach Better team right now? Kind of stuff. Because I feel like. <laughs> If you're listening you don't need that, that's fine. I might need that. Yeah, um, I was going to so say. Much is go- it feels like there's so much going on. I'm like, I, th- I think I know what's going on. Like, things seem to be good. But, Ray, what's actually going on? Like, let's do that. Can we kind of run through, like, all the stuff that we have going on right now? Because there's some really cool stuff.
1: We can. But can we do it, like, as February builds? Like, can I, like, go sure. literally from the beginning of the month and then – I'm not going to give away all of it. We have surprises at the end of the month I'm not giving away, but I'll go like halfway through the month.
0: Do you you want me to do like a slow clap too, like so that the momentum No, I hate you.
1: You're so mean sometimes to me, you know that? That
0: wasn't meanness. I'm trying to, that's support. I'm showing support.
1: To confirm, doesn't. Like when they slow
0: clap for Rudy, come on. That wasn't mean. That That
1: was powerful. Doesn't this episode come out on the 4th of February?
0: It comes out on the 4th of February. So if you're listening, it's at least the 4th, if not beyond then, depending on when you listen to.
1: Well, if you're listening on the 4th, like if you're listening, getting dressed in the morning or whatever, the first thing you have to do right now is go to Instagram because Brand Fennel took over our Instagram yesterday on the 3rd of February. And remember, Instagram stories stay up for 24 hours and I- Go right
0: now, right now. Go right now.
1: (laughs) And go check that out because I am confident that that has so much stick in value. She's celebrating- uh, the global day of play. And so in my yes. mind, if you want to know what's going on like with the team, that's kind of the most exciting thing that like, literally just happened that you so, definitely don't want to miss. So I just want to
0: make sure, Bree, if, if you're listening, lots and lots of pressure right now because right now we are predicting the future. We are. Of you being awesome on that day. So like, don't let us down, all right?
1: Don't let us down. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> she,
0: she, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome.
1: Bri, in addition to that, I mean – all joking aside, this really is an incredibly busy month. And when I was looking at what we had planned, most of it is because personally, I believe the hardest months to be a classroom teacher is February and October. And I think teachers can like email me, like tell me, like feel free to reach out to me either DM me or email me at ray If you disagree, I want to know what do you think are the toughest months in education? But I believe February is one of them. So when we were looking at February, it is like chock full of positivity and love and energy because Mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure that if you are somebody struggling through the month, that you can choose to like be actively involved and get some like energy and inspiration from your family, from the Teach Better family. So a lot of the stuff going on this month is like free stuff just to hang out and celebrate stuff. And Mm -hmm. I... I love that. That's that's my jam.
0: So what's some of the free stuff?
1: Well, so, um, okay, so going in order. Okay, so today's the 4
0: in yeah, order because I would, I would not go in order, so you need
1: You don't want to go in order? Do you want me to? No, no,
0: no, no. I mean, like, I couldn't go in order. I mean, oh, I can't. You can go in order. I can't.
1: Guys, I know I can go in order because I just wrote Jeff an entire like text (laughs) today, month for month being like, here's the day and time that you have responsibilities. Okay. So first thing that's going to come up next is February 8th. Oh, by the way, everything I'm talking about discludes the everything normal we do. So like biweekly family check-ins with uh, with our uh, mastermind recap, that happens every other Sunday. You know, that's already going on. Mm -hmm. Mastery chat happens every week. You know, that's new every single week, always going on. Uh, Teach Bear Talk podcast episodes you know are coming out twice a week that's always going on this stuff does this doesn't count moving forward February 8th is a big day in February Jeff here's the test do you know what happens February 8th that is
0: when ambassador applications open
1: up woo good job
0: <laughs> I know that because I have responsibilities in that one That's cool. you do
1: responsibilities no yep. I,
0: honestly because that's just that's an exci- that's like I'm so pumped for that that's so much fun
1: Oh, I'm so stoked. so, cool.
0: so yeah. yeah. So that's teachbetter.com slash ambassador.
1: Yep, teachbetter.com slash ambassador. It's coming out in four days. It's going to be day one. is February 8th. And that's open for a long stinking time. Three, it's week? all, three weeks? It's, yeah, until the 27th. That's a Saturday. Yeah,
0: so all week. Or I mean all month. So
1: so you have plenty of time. The application will not take you a month, guys. It's a free application. <laughs> it <laughs> it is, shouldn't it's, take you a it month. It shouldn't take you a Maybe month. It
0: might, but hopefully it doesn't.
1: So here's my suggestions. On the 8th or like right now since you're listening, set yourself an alarm for a day like a weekend or maybe of a weekday that you're planning on like relaxing and like putting like fuzzy socks on. That's the perfect day to fill out the application. Mm-hmm. And you just need to submit the details there at teachbetter.com slash ambassador. So that's a big deal. And be, and in addition to that, which I know isn't for everybody, if you're currently an ambassador, which I know is only a very small we, – we keep that group real small – if you're currently ambassador, our brand new lead ambassador program is launching and only if you're an ambassador right now can you even apply to that. So, shout out to our ambassadors that have been ambassadors for the past 9 months. We've big big things launching. We're really excited for you to celebrate the lead ambassador application opening on the on the 8th of February as well. That's a big deal. All
0: right, what's happening on the 9th?
1: Uh, I mean, I I mean, <laughs> I mean, applications are still open. Is this a test? Is this a test? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, what's next? So ambassadors that opens up there, what's the next thing on the timeline? I'm like trying okay. to date. Next it's thing on the
1: timeline, month. I think is um the 13th of February is the live stream of my TEDx presentation that uh is happening. So I'm really excited. That's also free registration, guys. I don't know if you hang out and listen to TED okay. Talks, but um, it's free registration.
0: Also does not suck. So like that's
1: good. Fingers crossed. There's like no I, promise no, of that. No, like I
0: pro- I promise you, I told Ray don't suck and she said it didn't so if I want to watch it do I have to like register to get the live stream or is it just like a link to live stream
1: good good question so this is like a live streaming from the event on the 13th so if you go to tedxnormal.net slash attend tedxnormal.net slash attend you can literally watch the live stream if you don't catch it the 13th it'll be up on the ted website here in a few months but Gotcha. But if you want to see it like in all of its glory, it's happening on all the 13th. All the glory. All the glory.
0: <laughs> that's on the 13th. Uh, on the for- what's happening on the 14th?
1: Um, I don't know, but on the 19th oh, is right.
0: our. The 14th is Valentine's Day.
1: Oh, that's cute. And then the 15th is President's Day. That's exciting.
0: The 15th is also Amy's birthday. Just oh, saying.
1: happy birthday, birthday, Amy Gargan. Uh, okay,
0: okay. Now, then on the 19th is.
1: Popcorn Day.
0: Popcorn Day.
1: I think it's actually more than that, but I just want you to know that <laughs> I've called this event the popcorn event, and everyone's like, Ray, popcorn's like not actually a part of the event. It's the popcorn
0: hangout. Sure it's the popcorn it is. hangout. I'm but, pretty sure popcorn's on the shirt, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's part of the
1: event. That's true. Guys, you need to um, make sure you're in our private Facebook group. If you're not in there, it's teachbettergroup.com. Literally, we're giving you a Zoom link, and we're all going to jump on the Zoom link, all 6,000 of us. I actually don't know who who's coming, but there's 6,000 people in the Facebook group, so who knows? And we're going to hang out. I hope that there's like a handful of amazing Teach Better family members. Here's the plan. We have a little bit of a surprise in the beginning, a little bit of surprise in the end. But if you're not sure if you want to attend, the majority of the hangout session, the popcorn hangout session, is going to ask you to get a bowl of popcorn and your favorite soda or evening beverage because it's on the 19th at 8 o'clock Eastern. So it's in the evening after a long week. And we are going to be playing games. And when I say games, I mean in small breakout rooms, laughing. The whole goal is for you to like build a relationship and connection with the people that you're hanging out with. And every single group is going to have a Teach Better family member in it that is affiliated directly with the team. So you're going to have a lot of time to build connections, laugh, figure out puzzles. It's going to be a really nice time. And if this is something where you're sitting back and you're like, Oh, should I go? My teenager is going to be with me. Like, invite your family. This Bring is them. a yeah, this is a totally appropriate event. Like, we're just going to hang out and laugh, and we want to make sure that you are relaxing and ending your week off right. So
0: these are my favorite kinds of events where we just just we're Chill. just trying to yeah. build more relationships, right? build your network, yeah. um, build your PLN. So yeah, that's awesome. So teachbettergroup.com dot com for that, or just search Teach Better Team on Facebook. Yeah. Right, so that's the 19th. All right. Moving on to the next the next little bit here. Where are we
1: at? So I know the 27th is big because um, that will be the ending of our ambassador applications. Okay. I also know that I'm speaking at an event. I don't know if any of you are interested. There's an education summit going on that day. Um, if you're interested in that, I'm going to be I'm talking about- On
0: the 27th?
1: It is on the 27th. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that will be an event focused on growing your social media platform to surround yourself with the right people, get the right support system in your PLN. Okay. So that'll be kind okay. of fun. Um, but in addition to that, uh, on the 28th, we have our second installment of the Best Intention series Ooh, that Hans yeah. Apple is leading uh, in our private Facebook group. So I'm not leading through everything because there'll be some promotion in the end announcing a big announcement we have in March, which... We are not talking about right now. That is, I'm sworn to secrecy, about. but those are like the February specific things that you guys should keep an eye out for.
0: Yeah. Also on the 22nd of February, I am going to be awesome.
1: Oh, is that just a one day thing? No, it's pretty
0: much every day, but on specifically on the 22nd, I'm also going to be awesome. So if on the 22nd, you're like, Hey, I need some awesome in my life right
1: here. Wait, can I give an awkward (laughs) shout out that I didn't mention and is literally not on my radar and I'm so sorry, but maybe will be beneficial to somebody listening. Sorry.
0: That sounds great. I'm so
1: sorry. Guys, February 11th. I don't know where you guys are at February 11th. I'm doing a free like training. Through the Ames Network, which is the Association of Illinois Middle Grade Schools. So if you're not in Illinois, this is still open to anybody, but it's a, it's like actually being run by this Illinois middle school organization. It's a state organization and it's called Room and Zoom. And so the whole concept is about if you're an educator right now in a middle school setting or really like anywhere in that age group, like even fourth to high school, like if you're in a situation where you're not only facilitating learning in With the students in your classroom but also with those virtually at the same time it's actually supposed to be an hour training on how to do that effectively i don't know if you guys would be interested in that but you can go to aimsnetwork.org and sign up it it should be a fun discussion but i know a lot of us are in that situation right now working with students in the classroom and out of the classroom so Mm -hmm. there's so many opportunities to learn guys i say get involved
0: yeah wow that sounds awesome awesome so we just add more and more i love it all right let's get let's get into this episode um uh, Matt Arts uh, I like this guy. Good dude. Uh, we had a great, great conversation. So he is a he's a business anthropologist, he's a speaker, he's an educator, he's an entrepreneur. Um, he's the head of product and experience at Cloud Shadow Consultant. Um he's the founder of um I don't know if I'm going to say it right, a- Azimuth Labs. Uh right. he does a whole bunch of work with just product management, product design, user experience stuff, but he also teaches at Marywood University. and He teaches product management. I really enjoyed how he kind of breaks down what that is and what he's teaching. I really love – I loved his his view on things, his connection to everything that we should be teaching that is all things that are providing kids with actual skills that they can use in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like The whole time I'm like, Ray's pumping her fist. I can just it's see true. it. You know, the camera's not on. So um, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think he's a really good guy. I was really happy that he came on and shared his story. Uh, Ray, anything you want to grab specifically that like, caught your attention or anything like that?
1: You know, he focuses a lot on older students, and I want to make sure that you are listening with a lens through the students that you work with. So he might talk about college experiences or high school experiences, but guys, even as a second grade teacher, even as a seventh grade teacher, you can do these experiences. So truly, truly listen with your students in mind, and let's make it happen. I
0: love it with that. Let's get to episode 245 with Matt Arts.
1: Hey guys, we'll get right back to this episode, but I do want to give a special shout out to Applications Opening for Teach Better Ambassadors. I know we've been talking about it a bunch. I am so stinking excited. February 8th, ambassador applications are opening up over at teachbetter.com slash ambassadors. If you are a passionate member of the Teach Better family, if you listen to the podcast, pop into Mastery Chats, enjoy a live session here and there, then you are most likely qualified to apply to be a Teach Better ambassador. There are so many perks. You can read about everything that's included over at teachbetter.com ambassadors. And on February 8th, you'll see a brand new button there to actually apply to be one yourself. Applications are open February 8th through February 27th. And from there, we will welcome a brand new set of ambassadors to our incredible family. If you love staying connected and doing incredible work to support and collaborate with others, this is the group for you. I'll meet you over at teachbetter.com slash ambassadors. But for right now, let's get back to this episode.
0: All right, we are here. And we are chatting with Matt Arts. Matt, so awesome to have you on the podcast. Really appreciate you taking some time out of your day and hanging out with Ray and I for a little bit and chatting. Excited to kind of dive into your story and learn more about you and share that with others. But before we get too far into things, Matt, how are you feeling right now?
2: Great. And first off, though, uh, you know Jeff, thanks for having me, Ray. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm glad to come on. Cool podcast you have.
1: Oh, it's going to be so much fun, Matt. I can't wait to learn more about your story and dive into all the guidance you're going to be able to provide our listeners. Before we get too far in, though, would you mind kind of sharing kind of on that age-old question of, hey, Matt, like, what do you do?
2: (laughs) Yeah, sure. So um, I work in tech, so I'm a business anthropologist who works in technology, so I use the methods and theories of anthropology to build products. So my official role in tech is the head of product, of uh, head of product and experience. So that basically means I'm leading the process of researching, designing and building software applications. Aside from that, I also teach. So I have um, taught. On and off over the years and just got back into it this past summer and will be teaching, uh, continuing a product management course at Marywood University. Aside from that, uh, I've recently actually started my own podcast. So I'm in uh, two episodes deep into two different podcasts, both on anthropology. And then for, you know, fun, I like to make music and visual art and, you know, some other things that maybe we can get into.
0: All right, so I want, I'm I'm get, I'm going to take us immediately off course where we would normally go on this because I'm interested in in what you're teaching over there. Um, your your courses your courses on product product management. Can you kind of give us for for those listeners who might not know what that means? What does it mean? Like, what are you actually teaching? What are, What are you sharing? What What knowledge are you instilling on folks?
2: Sure. So you know, first off, it might be worth saying that product management is one of the most sought after jobs today of many MBAs. Uh, that's a I forget the exact, you know, numbers behind it but some some research that Harvard did. So product management is one of those very sort of in vogue jobs in tech. Uh they're good jobs for anybody who's listening or you know who might want to maybe include this in their own curriculum to teach, but so product management is essentially the process by which we manage the product development process and a product manager is, you know, the person who is doing that. And that person needs to lead really with sort of uh, soft persuasion, if you will, because you're traditionally not managing people, but a process. So I'm really teaching the process as well as a broader perspective on how it fits in the organization, uh, you know, sort of some of the soft skills that you need to succeed in that job. And I also bring in the anthropological component because a big part of building products is the research that goes up front and historically a lot of that research might be very rapid whereas you know and having the anthropological background i bring that in and sort of infuse that whole perspective into the course and so it's a very human centered you know designed um course all centered around innovation
0: i love it and so you said you kind of ta- you taught for a while and then just recently came back is have it, has it always been the same area uh that you've that you've taught and always been at the collegiate level or
2: so I've always taught at the collegiate level. I started at a, um, a small college teaching you know, basic kind of office computing mm-hmm. many years ago. Then, um, a few years went by and I progressed, um, to teaching essentially the ethics of IT or ethics, ethics of technology. And that was really interesting. You know, there's obviously particularly right now in the time we're in, it's, it's a very ripe area. And then again, sort of took another break. I was in, Go, I went back myself to get another degree, the anthropology degree. And so now that I've sort of wrapped that up and I've now come back to teaching again, and I'm teaching this course.
0: Gotcha. I love it. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we talk about on this podcast a lot is, is failure. It's one of my favorite questions to ask and hear these stories and, and, um, learn from them because I always say that I've been fortunate enough to fail a ton in my life and I learned from it. And even though I didn't enjoy them at the time that they happened, they've, they made me who I am. They teach me lessons still every day. So I love hearing these stories. So can you share a story with us about a time that you've had a failure? Just kind of take us there with you. What happened? How did you overcome that? And what did you take away from that experience?
2: Yeah, sure. So when I was an undergraduate, I majored in biotech and business and, I had a senior research project in which I built a product, literally like physically prototyped a product that was a gel electrophoresis apparatus. So gel electrophoresis is one of the ways to separate DNA and you do it by molecular charge and it's this process that takes an hour long. And so in labs, it was always just annoying to me that we wasted a whole hour just while watching you know, this process run and there's really nothing to watch. So uh, I had an idea of how to maybe speed that up. Created this prototype, you know, fast forward, everything was successful, spun that out into a business, entered a business competition, did well in there, Played second, came out with some funds, you know, was ramping up the business, filed a a provisional patent. And then, you know, as that process was going through, and if you know anything about patents, it's a very lengthy process, maybe, you know, three to five years, probably on average, I was uh, starting to get cold feet about taking out, you know, an excessive amount of debt to manufacture this device when I'd have to compete with you know Fisher Scientific and you know sort of big players, so long story short, uh, I chose not to go forward, and so ultimately that business was a failure now there's probably a number of things I could have done in retrospect. I wish i I still did give it a shot. I realized I should have moved quicker at that time. Uh, there was still a unique opportunity at that point in time where this kind of device would have been useful to. Educational facilities or institutions, maybe not as much as in industry, but there was an opportunity there. So I should have gone forward, and I didn't, and I, I regret that. But in the end, you know, what I learned from that was again to sort of move quick, um, and quite a bit about business. And so, in the end, when I spun that down, I took really the remaining of the, you know the remainder of the funds and and all the lessons learned from that. And I ended up starting another business, which ultimately was successful.
0: I love this. You took the, the lessons learned from the, from the first business and and flipped it right into something new and, and took off that way. So I love that. Let's um let's flip that around. Let's talk about a successful moment you have. So this can be something big or something small, but same thing. Take us there with you. What happened? Why was it a success for you? And then what did you take away from that experience?
2: Sure. So, I mean, certainly the example I just gave was, you know, was an example in that, you know, learn the lessons from the previous business, use that to start another. I ended up building that business, which was essentially digital marketing, but with a little bit of research mixed in. I would say kind of non-formal research. I didn't have an anthropology degree at that point, but that business ultimately was successful. I divested that and then uh, took over in a leadership role in a technology company that I I sold it to. And that has led to a number of interesting opportunities in my life and maybe another success that I f- I think is interesting, which is that company that I sold it to was then acquired by another in time. And as that opportunity sort of matured and, and started this, I had the opportunity to really propose to start a user experience practice within this software engineering firm. And I was in school for my anthropology degree. So when I came out, I was going to be looking for a user experience job. And so, you know, a few factors came together, but it allowed me to start my own practice within this organization, build the team, you know, define the methods, the processes that we're going to use. And we built some great products. You know, We built one that was featured by Apple. We got to design a system, for, uh, research and design a system for uh, Fortune 11, I think it was at the time. So it did some really cool things. And so that was a nice journey.
1: Matt, I really enjoyed listening to your successes because it not only is about the su- successes that you've been able to bring in your experience as a teacher, but also just as a person trying to do good work. I think there's so many educators out there, whether they teach at a higher ed level, a secondary level, even an elementary level, who are not only trying to do great things with students, but great things in partnership with students, really build really powerful experiences for our students that impact the world. And so I really love those stories and that being a focus of not only the work you've done, but also the work that you've been able to do with the people that you, you know, learn alongside. If you had to pinpoint something that excites you right now about education and kind of all that you're doing, what's really fueling your fire and keeping you excited?
2: Yeah, so it's another great question and and thanks for that. You know, I think what's one of the things that's particularly interesting about this teaching opportunity, also teaching this time around really excites me because I'm teaching an applied course in product management. And so the students have the opportunity to work on a real you know life project um previously we did something around the actual you know this when i taught it was during covid this when i taught this past course it was during covid so we did some research actually around you know the you know process of online learning and, and distance learning and then i turned over you know some of those findings and so uh in the future will be likely uh some of my own projects And so that, that really excites me to bring in students to real life projects and let them get experience while they're in going through the program, not just, um, you know, not just some hypothetical project, but something that is really being built, you know, out in the wild, if you will, and them contributing to that. And particularly, you know, in this case of being product management, I'm also excited that the students I'm, I have the opportunity to teach, they're at a smaller institution, smaller, you know, um liberal arts institution. Most of those smaller liberal arts institutions are not teaching product management yet. So I think they're getting something that is uh, really preparing them to work in the future of sort of technology.
1: Absolutely. And you don't understand like that is like literally my jam. I love when teachers at any level, and if you're listening right now, this can happen at any level where you're bringing in those projects that truly impact not just the learning experience, but the larger community. I think that your examples here are such beautiful examples of how you can make learning relevant, really allow students to bring value back into their community. Holy moly, I think it's wonderful. And if you're listening right now, guys, you can do this at any grade level. Matt, it seems like you're an expert at doing this in higher ed. So I love these examples of, like you said, like kind of building these projects like in the trenches, like it's actually something that's going to exist afterwards. And that's really, really powerful. If you had to give a piece of advice, a piece of advice to teachers, any teacher listening, what would be the piece of advice that you would leave them
2: with? So I'll answer that by actually building on your comment. And in one of the th- great things I think about applied courses where you're working on real life projects is you do end up with A portfolio, if you will. And that is something that you can then talk about in an interview. You can show, you know, I did this portion of this work on this project. I did the, this was the research I did. Because, you know, the students in this course, they're doing every step of the way and they're doing a lot of it independently in the beginning and then bring it together at the end and sort of summarizing it, if you will, and, and finding common themes and then making recommendations together. But so, you know, I, I particularly also like how they come out with a portfolio and, and to the advice for other teachers, I think it would be beneficial to make sure that we're teaching skills that will get students jobs. Jobs, you know especially like as somebody who has an anthropology degree, I mean I was fortunate I went to an applied anthropology program, so the whole focus was to you know to apply anthropology in industry and to obviously go out and work and we had applied projects all throughout the courses, and then you know a thesis that is applied to me. I learned a lot from that and would recommend that to everybody else that's you know listening because especially in a in a field like anthropology you know there's just there's very few academic jobs anymore. And so, I don't think it behooves any of us, students, teachers, really, to sort of keep up the old paradigm and act like we're training, you know, students to be uh, the next round of teachers when many of those jobs are just not available. I think we need to be teaching skills that get student jobs.
0: I love that. And that's so true. We need to be teaching those skills that get people jobs. I know, uh, you know, Ray was connecting with you so much on there about that relevancy and and what they're how they're actually going to use their learning to 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 build not only better lives, but also impact the communities in the world. So I love that connection there. Um, let's let's have some fun here, man. We're going to have some fun on this one. These next six questions I'm going to throw at you. Your goal is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Give us one ed tech tool you cannot live without.
2: I would say Miro because we used it. It's an interactive tool, so especially during COVID or any online learning, You know, it was great to get the excitement around everybody working together like they're around a whiteboard. Uh, Give us a book you're reading right now. I am reading uh, Why the World Needs Anthropologists, which is a brand new book that just came out from a group of authors in a group of anthropologists who um, put on a conference in Europe.
0: Uh, Who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today?
2: Given everything that's going on in the current – you know, environment, I would recommend maybe the center for humane technology and data and society. Both are very much interested in responsible tech or ethical tech, you know, how we handle data, so on and so forth.
0: What's a good YouTube channel website or podcast for educators to check out?
2: Well, so I will maybe recommend some anthropological ones in case anybody wants to bring in a little to that into their course. Um, you know, ethnography is a skill that's in need. And so epicpeople.org is a wonderful website. And then as a shameless plug, know, I just started two podcasts that are all about helping anthropologists get careers in business. And so I think those could both be beneficial if you're interested in that area.
0: Uh, Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get
2: into. So I would suggest that people treat teaching almost like we do in in the form of, in in user experience, that is to say iterative design, right? So, you know, when you do something, do a little research in the sense to figure out how it's working. If it's not working, iterate on that, iterate on that, iterate on that until it is working. And just because it worked this year, doesn't mean it's going to work, you know, with the next batch of students or three years from now or whatever it is, just constantly learn and iterate.
0: And finally, what is the best piece of advice you've ever
2: received? Well, I received... Some advice when I was going into graduate school, which I think is, you know, important for maybe anybody that we are advising, which is I don't I think there's a value in going out and working before you go back to get a master's or a PhD. I the first time I went straight through when I got my MBA, I didn't have much to offer in terms of like real world experience. Second time around, I had probably 10 years of working experience and I could bring a lot into the anthropology program. So I would advise you know today I like to advise students that they maybe want to consider taking a break first.
0: I love it. I love the daily the, the I love well I love that the piece of advice but also love the uh, iterating on their own designs and I think that's so important for 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 us to constantly be doing. So I love that reflection and, and constantly trying A B testing uh and going from there. So awesome job. What do you yeah. think,
1: you no know, Matt, that's super helpful and it's interesting that you bring up this concept of of going and getting some experience before going into a higher education degree in terms of a master's or a doctorate. I, there's so many educators that actually talk to me about this. I, I got an email last week about somebody who recently graduated from college and was pursuing a master's degree or hoping too soon and wanted to know what the recommendation was. And while I don't think that there's a right answer you know, to each their own, there's so many pros and cons in this equation there is something very authentic about being able to take time in the field and then go back because the work that you're going to be doing is going to more easily relate to the, to the career field, the, the work that you're doing directly, um, than maybe just checking a box and getting something accomplished. You know, you're really going to find your passions as you get into the field a little bit and really see you know, what really sparks interest and how can you get started. So super cool advice, Matt. I really, really appreciate that. I want to make sure that our listeners who I'm sure are going to reach out to you and want to learn all about the podcast and everything else, have your contact information. So if you don't mind, could you share kind of your favorite spots, how people can stay connected?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, well, so anybody can look me up on LinkedIn, Matt Arts, M-A-T-T-A-R-T-Z. Um, feel free to reach out, connect however you wish. Um, you can also find me at my website, which is mattarts.me. And I also have a TED Talk Um which was on my consumer DNA research. So if you're interested, please feel free to check that out. It's uh, titled, Are DNA Tests Safe?
0: I love it. You know, you can find all the links and all the resources and everything we mentioned in this episode over at teachbetter.com, as well as those really important links for connecting with Matt and keeping this conversation going. So head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really appreciate that as well. Let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and connect with these amazing educators and just share this podcast with them. Matt, this was fantastic. Uh, so, so appreciate you coming on and, and sharing everything you do and the lessons you learn, the value. I'm super excited for everyone to listen to this and, and hopefully connect with you and continue to, to learn and grow with you. But just really appreciate you taking some time out and hanging out with us, man. Thank you.
2: Yeah, Jeff Ray, thanks very much. Appreciate it. It was great talking to you both. Appreciate the opportunity.
0: Until next time. Let's get out there and let's teach better.